Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get out of, get out of, uh, get out of gentlemen's clubs. Oh. No, you like those? Oh, pay him, Marty. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Saturday morning. That was a goal, Ted! How do you miss that call? You idiots! Yeah, I guess. Hey, did you watch it? Yeah. If you're watching it live, it was pretty obvious. Uh, the So obvious that everyone in the country and on ESPN's front page has to talk about it. By the way, a uh, really huge long shot of us making the playoffs. I just wanted to make that clear before we start into this stupid discussion. The Demers call, Travis Demers, former uh, 1080 The Fan host and current Blazers radio broadcaster. His call of that uh, in real time is amazing because he just goes, all right, here comes Dame swooping under off the glass, and oh, there's a goaltend. Uh, where's the call? Where's the call? And then he gets irate. It's fantastic. But it's just in live action, you can yeah. see, and that would have tied the game. It wouldn't have won the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, you also had another chance to tie the game. Yeah, well, the Caleb Swanigan shot wasn't right. Any- wide open from the corner, which, by the way, is the easiest shot in basketball for three-pointers. No, go on, though. Go on. Yeah, no, there's no question. Caleb Swanigan, totally the guy you want to take that shot to if you have the opportunity. Look, man, it's a regular season game, Yeah, and your ass ain't making the playoffs. And if you do, you're getting smacked by the Lakers. So you can be outraged by this, but you should be outraged at the trade deadline where you didn't do anything. What were they? That's what, what you should be outraged what at. What were they to do at the trade deadline? I they've don't got, know. Get rid of CJ McCollum. They've got all the pieces that they oh. need to make a run here, uh, you know, for the eighth spot. They got and- Trevor Ariza. <laughs> Unfortunately, they couldn't get in their time machine and get Trevor Ariza from 2011. Ooh, what if you could? If you had a time machine, which basketball player would you get? Trevor Ariza from 2011? Because that would be the worst use of a time machine ever. I would go get LeBron James from 2012. LeBron James, 2012? Yeah, no. man. That was his greatest statistical season. No, I get that, but he'd have tried to take over uh, you know, the Dame role. I want him to be more of a role player in oh, that offense. You? You're not cool with like... A massive human being in his prime playing every position. <laughs> no, no, you don't want you don't want any part of that. Uh that yeah, the problem with that game last night, uh, if you're a Blazers fan, was um they scored like a point in the third quarter. What well, well, they have like fourteen in the third. Yeah. You had a huge lead. I get that you're only playing with seven players, and it kind of uh melted away there. Now, Damon CJ are pissed. 
And they should be pissed. That's what you want. You want your players to be angry. Um, but the um, the idea that this game will ruin your season. How about the first half of the season? Ruin yeah, your or season. how about when you sign Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo Anthony played quite well. What did he shoot? Two for 30 last night? Holy cow. You get a good game from Mario Hazonia because the chips are down. We only have seven guys. Everybody needs to step up. Zonia outplayed Carmelo last night. There's yeah, your problem. That's a little weird. That There's your problem. We got Carmelo Anthony and we still suck, you know? Yeah, it's odd. I thought that was going to be the thing, right? I know that you did. Wasn't that it? I was really excited when we got Carmelo Anthony. I was like, this is going to be the turnaround we need. Your sarcasm is not soothing Blazers fans that are hurting right now. Oh, hurting let's, so hey, bad. Let's listen to Damian Lillard. This is what your superstar, not Will Duckett, this is what your superstar said last night after the game. I am a superstar. Shut up. They double-teaming me, trapping me, trying to be physical. I shot three free throws the whole game. I'm telling them they're grabbing, they're bumping, they're holding the whole game. That's fine. We get to the last play of the game, and they miss an easy call. And then they tell us it's an easy no call. Like, that was obviously not a goal team. It cost us a game, man. It cost us a game. I love the way we played. We was on the back-to-back against a, a team that plays really well at home. And we came out and did what we were supposed to do. We had a great first half. They made their run, got back into the game, and we weathered the storm. And we gave ourselves a chance to win a tough game on the road. And like I said, man, they cost us a game. It's an easy call. Three referees out there, and they don't call, they don't call that. And I don't want to hear no – I don't want to see no report about, oh, we should have called it or none of that. Man, they cost us a game. We in a playoff race, and they cost us a game on an easy call. Seems like throughout the entire game, it was chippy. No call, no call, no call. And then miss a goal thing. Cost us a game. Is there anything you say to the rest of the guys? I mean, is there anything to kind of take the sting out of it, or is it just... Ain't no way to take the sting out of it. We can't have a game back. It cost us a game. It's a loss on our record. We in a playoff race. And we need every game that we can get, and we had that type of effort, and they missed that uh, easy call like that. And then you want us to walk away and say nothing? Cost us a game. Of course we're going to have something to say about it, man. That's BS. Yeah, real quick. Uh, did that cost them the game? Yes, it's BS. Uh, here is the pool report on the potential goaltend at the end of the Trailblazers and Jazz game interview conducted by Jamie Hudson, NBC Sports Northwest, with crew chief Josh Tibben following uh, – it says here tonight's Portland Blazers game, but of course, uh, last night's Portland Trail Blazers at Utah Jazz game. <laughs> this an amateur is writer. February 7th, 2020. Was Lillard's shot reviewable for goaltend? If so, why was it not reviewed? No, it was not reviewable since goaltending was not called on the floor. Goaltending is only reviewable if we actually call it, which, can I stop right? That's a stupid rule. I don't think so. They need... Uh, Otherwise, you open the gate for anything. Because then when players come and start arguing with officials, then they can basically put anything up at two minutes. Like if somebody have, hard, then hard fouls you, them, they'll be like, ref, review it. Look then at that. why do you have the challenge rule? That's where it's stupid. I'll, we can get into that. I'll finish reading it. Uh, the call needs to be made for a goaltending to be reviewable. We've since looked at it via post-game review and unfortunately saw that we missed the play and a goaltending violation should have been called. So that's the official report that Damian Lillard did not want to hear, but there it is. I just read it to you. Most of the words 
I got correct. The the part that bugs me is you have the cho- coach's challenge. If you use the coach's challenge and it fails, this is something that, you know, it's obviously adopted from football, then you lose your timeout. If you decide to call a timeout, you should be able to have them review it. You get one coach's challenge a game. They still have theirs at the end of the game. Why could you not stop play with that coach's challenge and let them look at it? It's one per game. I understand what you're saying if you did it on every upset call, but if you're putting in the coach's challenge, make it something you can use. Obviously, it would have to be different than they do in the NFL because you stop between every single play. You don't do that in the, in the NBA, so it's why have it if you can't use it? Uh, text lines agreeing with clean block. <laughs> agreeing with you. Well, there you go. If the text line's in, then we don't need to talk about it anymore. Blocks seem legit to me. Fantastic <laughs> work by Rudy Gobert. He's he's one of the best in the league. He is really good at that. He's very good at blocking. <laughs> very good at blocking. Like shots. him and Hassan White are super good at getting the ball away yeah. from the rim as it's about to go down, yet not when it is cresting down. Do you not want to see the Blazers get housed in the first round of the playoffs? No, I don't. I There's Why no not? point to it. Why not? Because you're going to repeat yourself, and then this whole narrative is going to keep going over and over again, and you're going to retain Terry Stotts. I love Terry Stotts. I think he's a great coach, but his time has passed. You need to move on and try something else. So you can't make it to the playoffs and still move on from Terry Stotts. Now, you, you can do whatever you want. It okay. really doesn't matter. Okay, but honestly, it, it's just going to keep fueling fans who say, man, we keep getting robbed. Oh, we keep getting hit with these injuries. Oh, we keep to No, those are not, those are not factually inaccurate. No, you need to move on from Terry Stotts and Neil O'Shea. Okay. You just need to say, look, this direction that we're going on, we're literally banging our head against a brick wall. It gets good, right? We get kind of far, but the same thing happens over and over again. And you have somebody on your team who's a perennial all-star, who's somebody that can change, uh, just shift the narrative of a game like that. I would have moved C.J. McCollum at the trade deadline. But you Easily. Did. Okay. So, I would have done it for friggin' free up cash. <laughs> Why not? The guy sucks. <laughs> he's not playing well. And he's not going to play well. And this is probably the moment where he is the highest value where you can actually convince a really stupid NBA team because newsflash NBA teams and owners and GMs everywhere else. Yeah. They're kind of stupid too. Yeah. But what's the problem with CJ? It's his contract. He's getting paid, not just a lot of money. He's getting paid a lot of money for a long time. Yes. And I think you could convince a team on the East coast, dude, you could have convinced the Sixers. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been so easy. Uh, they yeah. were desperate and to what, trade for anybody. And they what do you want cared. back? Let's just cash. Just give me move Ben on. Simmons. Give me Ben Simmons, dude. That was a legit rumor where people were saying, "I think they're going to move Ben Simmons because him and Embiid can't get along and they don't have shooters." Ben Simmons can't shoot. I know he that. He literally doesn't know how to shoot. So, do you want that guy? Yeah, I wouldn't be. I would be totally fine with that. So you move Dame to the two and put. Yeah, or just flex it. <sighs> Why not? Have him play off the ball. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't Everything <laughs> you're doing right now is not getting you forward. That it's just it's not. Great. You got to the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was awesome. It was. But it was still... Listen, you're not going to go further than that. Okay. And that was... I'm worried that we're hitting at around Memphis Grizzlies 2013. 
you got to the Western Conference Finals, you got swept, and you're going to start just pounding, pounding, pounding your head against the wall, getting bounced in the first round, barely missing the playoffs. Like it, it, It's starting to look that way. Sure, but you're describing most sports franchises where whatever their ceiling is, it's very hard to break through. So I understand what you're saying that, you know, if you if you make a big shakeup, it doesn't guarantee that you have more success than you're having now. The Blazers have been a very good, very entertaining team. They haven't been great, but they've been very good over the last eight years. Here's the difference. I would have agreed with you on this if it was the late 2000s or early 2010s. Because to be quite honest, we didn't have anybody like Damian Lillard who's yeah. a superstar. LaMarcus Aldridge was the closest thing. Okay. Right? Yeah. This is after well, Brandon yeah, after after Roy. Roy. After Brandon Roy. Yep. Um, and I would have agreed with you. I would say, yeah, that's fine. But you're we're, saying we're that Damian Lillard is too good to waste. Yes. We have a superstar on our team. Okay. You need to make more drastic moves to appease him and to get him to the finals. You have to. And this is your window, and you screwed it up. <laughs> no, really, you did. You screwed it up. The Warriors suck. The Lakers look like they're kind of fluctuating between bad and good. And the Clippers don't really look as great as they yeah. are advertised. They're a great defensive team, but offensively down the line in certain games and the fact that they're sitting Kawhi Leonard so much, you have a chance to get a high playoff seed, but you screwed it up the one year you could have done it. Well, but the idea was you develop Zach Collins. Anthony Simon's going to be contributor this year. You, you have young players. You go out and you get a guy that is... High ceiling uh, in well, I was going to say Kim Bazemore, but he was yeah, that was a that was a worthless trade uh, in Hassan Whiteside, and and you add different pieces, you change up your supporting cast around, and obviously that hasn't worked. But you've seen recently the emergence of Gary Trent Jr. That's something promising, yes. Yeah, that was one game. Whiteside has been playing out of his. It's not one game. It go, was one game. No, go and look at his last ten games. It was one game, bro. He's got 30, 20, 18, I think seven out of nine games before last night. So that's what, uh, eight out of 10 games where he's gotten uh, double digit scoring off the bench, which is something that you haven't had consistently. He's getting more minutes. He's playing better. Hassan Whiteside has been good when he's in the lineup, but he's got the leg contusion that he's out. Should be getting Nurkic back at some point in the next month. And if he can come out and play... 80% 80% of what he was at Nurk Fever or, you know, the the almost all-star caliber player that he's been, you have at least a little something going into it. And if you think that the Lakers and the Clippers aren't quite as invincible as we thought, hell, they're only one injury away. I mean, you lose Kawhi or Paul George, Anthony Davis or LeBron, you can get through one of those series. This is a more wide open year, and they have tried to make moves. It's what we all wanted: go out and make moves, take bigger risks. Well, they it took wasn't the risk. a big risk. Get baseball? Those That's are not a risk, bro. That's Hassan not a risk at all. Hassan Whiteside's a bigger risk. Oh, that Signing Carmelo Anthony was a risk. Oh, please. Those aren't risks. What What do you Carmelo want? To- Anthony practically begged to get on the team. Yes. Because he finally knew he couldn't go anywhere else Out, but Portland. Outside of trading CJ McCollum. Trade C.J. McCollum, Hassan Whiteside to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Ben Simmons. Simmons. Yes, why not? You want real risk? Because Ben Simmons can't shoot a basketball. Damian Lillard can. Yes, I know. You know what happens every single time Damian Lillard gets up the floor when they have a narrow lead in the fourth quarter? He gets double teamed. Yes. What would happen if you had, say, Ben Simmons taking the ball up the court? Uh, 6'10 Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard off the ball. 
maybe getting double teamed, yeah. you probably get another pretty good shooter who's open. And and you're getting rid of two players to get that in, so then you still have no depth. Doesn't matter. <laughs> kind of does. No, not really. All right. I well, don't think it really matters when you have those two guys out there. Well, I'll tell you the fun you thing. You have I'm- one budgeting superstar and then one quality verified superstar. The one fun thing about the what if game that we're playing right now is it yeah. didn't happen and it won't happen and we'll never know. So you're yeah, right. Trevor Reza is so good. Seriously. <laughs> Better really than Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore is pretty good too. Seriously. Really good. <laughs> rather have, rather have Trevor Reza. Uh, all right. Well, Will's giving up hope, but the good thing is we've got the XFL to put its big arms around him. Pull him in. Love the XFL. Nice it's I exciting. know that you do. Uh, which XFL team should you root for? I will tell you next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. The XFL starts today, pup Will. Let's go Sea Dragons. Oh, you're going Sea Dragons, are you? Yeah, man. So I... Raymond's already chiming in. He's got Sea Dragon fever. Yeah, Raymond said I've got the I've had the Dragons uh, ever since the Seahawks lost to the Packers. Nice. So started his uh, allegiance. I don't know what uh, any of these uniforms will look like, but I assume that they're all terrible. I'm going to assume there may be a small step up from the Titans uniforms. I like the Titans uniforms. So you like the faux Arena League football uniforms of the Tennessee Titans? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Uh, better than the Jets' new sleek look that they added in last year. Agreed. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with the Titans. The uh, the two tone gray on the shoulder pads. They do. They look like a fake football team. Like I, the they, Titans. Yeah, they, eh, do. they also have a fake football. Uh, they, they have an arena league name. Too. They look like a team you made in NCAA football, the video game. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't think it's that hard to make a football uniform, but. You know, they always they're always pushing the envelope. Who got the big contract? Is it uh Rydell? They making the uniforms for XFL? That's a good question. Ooh, Reebok? Is Reebok back in the game? Be sweet. All right. Uh here is how I wanted to look at it. Yesterday evening, um I came across the lineups for your XFL rosters. And so my initial thought was, what's the most important position? Let's take a look at the quarterbacks, and this will help you determine who to root for. Okay? I don't think they have a brand. No? I don't know, man. I'm looking at these things pretty close. I can't see anything. Is it the same guys that make the leotards for WWE? Cause that'd be sweet. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's literally no... It's just the XFL. That's it. Nice. Okay, so here, I'm going to give you the quarterbacks, and then you tell me who you got. Okay. All right? All right, I'm ready. DC Defenders. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, Tyree Jackson. Okay, don't know who that is. Buffalo College. Cardell Jones. You know okay. who that is. Definitely know how hungry Cardell Jones can be. How about your Dallas Renegades? They've yep. got uh, not only Landry Jones, but they've also got Eric Dungy. Huh? I see some Eric Dungy out there playing. Oh my gosh, Eric Dungy's still playing. Eric Dungy is playing in the dude. Yeah. Well, this is the first XFL season, so nobody's still playing in the XFL. Well, I mean, just like still out, th- like that's not safe. Eric Dungy should not be out there. Got his head bumped a few times. Yes. Yeah. 
they also have a guy named uh, Philip Nelson who went to East Carolina on their roster. That's your Dallas Renegades. Oh, I know Phil. Yeah. Houston Recknecks. Recknecks? Roughnecks. Wow. What? Called them Rednecks. No, I was going to say Recknecks, which is, is wrong. The Recknecks? The Recknecks. That's a sweet white, uh, white guy rapper group name. <laughs> the Recknecks. We're the Recknecks. That's what we do. It's actually not bad. Uh, they've got uh, Connor Cook and P.J. Walker at the QB mm, position. Connor uh, Cook. Now, that is a college football playoff, Connor Cook. Connor Cook uh, played against uh, Cardell Jones in a, uh, a Big Ten championship game. Yeah, that sounds all right. No, that wouldn't have been right because they're both on the east side. They may have played against each other in college, though. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I am uh, personally going with the uh, Los Angeles Wildcats. Mm. Uh, they have uh, Jalen McClendon out of Baylor. They have Josh Johnson, who went to San Diego, played for the San Diego Fleet in the AAF, mm-hmm. and got some late-season starts for the Redskins last year. But they've got a guy out of Princeton named Chad Knopf. Oh, Jack Knopf? Chad Knopf. Yeah, Chad Knopf. Chad Knopf. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you not like Chad Knopf? I uh, love Chad Knopf. I don't recognize a lot of these. Uh, the New York Guardians have uh, Marquise Williams, Matt McGloin, Penn State. Remember him? Uh, yes, I do remember Matt Hold my groin. Hold my groin. Isn't he the guy who's backed up like everybody ever? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> and then they have a guy named Luis Perez out of Texas A&M Commerce. Now, isn't Aaron Murray playing? Aaron Murray is playing. Yeah. He, he is one of four quarterbacks listed on the Tampa Bay Vipers roster. So, so you got Aaron Murray, Chase Linton. Uh, they have... Uh, Quentin Flowers listed as a quarterback and running back out of South Florida. So what should make you a little bit hesitant about the XFL is that I listened to the uh, ESPN Daily podcast, I think it was Thursday, and uh, they interviewed Aaron Murray. Because yeah. Aaron Murray was a pretty popular quarterback at Georgia. Sure. And they asked him, they go, well, how'd you get into all this? And he goes, oh, you know, uh, I had uh, Mark Rick call me. I'm still in contact with him. And he said this league was going to start up and, he said, hey, you want to be involved in it? And I said, eh, I don't know. I, I kind of need to think about it. And he's like, so then I talked with Oliver Luck, and you know, after a couple phone conversations, I decided I'd take some days off of my golf game and and go play for it. I kid you not, dude, that was close to what he actually said. Like, that, yeah. that should give you a little pause, like, oh, do they really care about this? or? Um, yeah, probably not. Um, if like you're, these dudes are probably just in here and they saw what happened to the AAF and they're like, all right, cool. We'll get a season out of this. This will be fun. I'll go make some money. Yeah. Why not? Who get cares? Some, get, I'll pick a checkup. Get a little more CTE. If you're looking for Oregon, <laughs> Oregon players that will be out there, uh, Tanner Carew. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> a linebacker for the St. Louis battle Hawks. Darren Thomas out there. Nope. Damn. Alex Balducci playing center for the Dallas Renegades and Arion Springs playing cornerback for the Los Angeles Wildcats. What about Mariotto? Nope. It's just those three. How long before Marcus Mariotto is playing for the XFL? I think he'll get one more chance somewhere else and then he'll probably go XFL if it lasts another season, which it won't. Six Oregon State Beavers playing in the XFL. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you if I've played with them. All Shoot. right. Connor Hamlet? No. Okay. Uh, the CEO of Apple and running back for the New York Guardians, Tim Cook. Okay. No. The third. Uh, Fred Luana. 
Lay Uyan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fred. Yeah. No, I've never played with him. Ryan Navarro? No. Uh, and then uh, Kalani Vakamalilua. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Treston DeCoud. I'm sorry? Cornerback. Treston? T-R-E-S-T-O-N. DeCoud? The hell named their kid that? <laughs> I don't know. What? What are you thinking? Treston. Treston. Treston DeCoud. Dude. I know. Like, come on. Yeah. What Was that like trying to be creative? Like you thought yeah. of Tristan and you go, no, no, no. Treston. We are a unique couple. Yeah. Cason Williams is playing out of uh, University of Washington. Two other uh, Washington Huskies playing in the league. Who did you really hope would be playing? Because there was a couple guys for me that I was like, oh, gosh, I hope he plays. And then he ended up not. Uh, who was that? Uh, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell and Vince Young. Yes. How awesome oh, would it have been be... if Jamarcus Russell yeah. played in the XFL? I, in fact, been... I was thinking that was the first call. It was either him or Manziel <laughs> who were going to be the first call. But, dude, you get Jamarcus Russell out there, I think you get way more people who are going to tune into this game. Yeah. These friggin' what is it, four games or something? I don't know how many games they're playing. There's four games this weekend. I know that. Um, well, aren't there only eight teams? Yeah. So how do they do bye weeks? I don't know. I'm or not do they charged. not get a bye I week? I have no idea how this league works. All I have is the rosters. I was trying to dissect them to see if there's any reason to tune in. There's none of the Oregon and Oregon State players have me terribly interested. Washington has Case and Williams. I recognize that name. Washington State fans, Cougar fans out there, have zero Cougars on any roster. Too bad. Yeah. There's uh, 30 Pac-12 schools. There's 66. I'm sorry, 30 Pac-12 players. There's 66 SEC players. All the other major conferences fall somewhere in between. It appears to be uh, Auburn with the lead for the most players out there. So it's football. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's football. Yeah, it's, it's football. I mean, did they really? Uh, you know who you should look for, though? Pac-12 yeah. player? Yeah. Scooby Wright. Oh, really? Scooby right out there playing some nice. linebacker. Yeah, he is on. Let me find what team old Scoob is playing for. Dude, Scooby, uh, Scooby Wright went strong. That guy was good. He was really good at yeah, Arizona. Yeah, and he was, he was a three-star uh, kid that kind of came. Uh, so he will be playing for the D.C. Defender. Yeah. So Raymond's helping out. Uh, no bye weeks, four games a week, and honestly, don't know how many weeks in the season. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's pretty smart. They just go, all right, we're running out of money. Let's do a championship. All right, so, you're in first place. Here's the thing, right? AJ Tarpley. I'm a uh, little concerned about Stanford. this league, right? Because you looked at the AAF, uh huh, and how the AAF did it seemed a little bit smarter than even how the XFL is doing this. Hmm. In what? And you're kind of like, didn't you see this coming? Like. Why didn't Vince McMahon see what the AAF did and then go, I'm just going to pull the plug on this guy? Yeah. Because like, there's nothing here that indicates that people will watch this. Like, I get it that he got TV contracts from Disney because ABC's playing it and so is ESPN and all that crap. But, like, you understand that once they see the ratings, advertisers are going to pull out, right? 
And then once they pull out, you start losing money because people aren't going to go to the games because they're not going to spend money for tickets. Like, no one's going to these games, He's shooting right? for two-hour games. He's letting the broadcasters and the coaches and the players talk about gambling. I, they're kind of doing the same thing. I, I Listen, I thought that was the magic bullet for the AAF. I was wrong. Yeah, it was not. Well, but that that was the thing. The one thing about it is is the the quick the quick uh, play clock in between uh, plays is only it's only twenty five seconds. So maybe that'll speed up the game a little bit. I think people will tune in to see what the one two three point extra point yeah. will look see, like. See, and I don't think we, crap is yeah. better when it's faster. <laughs> yes, you know I, I, mean? I, like, do. I do. Crap's crap. Even fast crap sucks. It, well, listen. <laughs> yes, but really slow crap is is worse. Oh, you mean Jamarcus Russell or constipation? Um, so, yeah, this is gonna be. This is gonna suck, dude. This is gonna really suck. All like right. I am gonna tune in for a couple minutes, and then I'm gonna get everything confirmed. Well, we've got a poll question. Let's get to the poll question uh, next, and then we'll move off the XFL for today. Okay. Okay, we'll do that right after this Sports Center update. Okay, welcome back in. House painter who didn't get paid gets revenge with angry message on the building he painted. This comes to us from Bolsover, England. Last month, we were surprised to see a peculiar message painted in black on the cream exterior of a house. It read, want your house painted? Don't be like Terry. Pay the bill. Now you will. This is a man named Dean Reeves, a 50-year-old local painter who claims that he was hired to paint the building, which uh, had been converted into flats for a fee, but the client refused to pay him the money that he owed and sick of being asked to change the job and change the pay and do it in a different way. He just took giant black letters and wrote on the cream-colored building. Basically, that Terry's a jerk. Damn it, Dean. It's fantastic. It's two stories. It's huge. It's just facing the road. What a jerk. Which one? The painter or both. Terry? No. Both. What? Dude, if you, if, you, if you paid somebody to paint your house and then or hired somebody to paint your house and then didn't pay him and you showed up. Maybe they did a bad job. Eh, well, listen. If you showed up and he painted on your walls that you were a jerk for not paying him, I'd say well done. <laughs> no? Right. I'd right. track him down. <laughs> yeah, and give him the check. I'd give him something else. Oh, man. That, you know, I'll that's tell a, you what I'll give him. It's like something you see on a Judge Judy. Isn't yeah. That? Small claims court. For sure. Um, We put up a uh, poll. We're trying to get the temperature of people on this XFL. The second go-around for the XFL, that's remarkable to me that they're trying again. Yeah, it should tell you how stupid it is. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. We put up a poll. It's we, like a colored ketchup. You remember that? They purple. had like blue and yellow and green ketchup. I think ketchup. purple still exists because I think yeah. somebody... Nobody wanted to buy it. And like it would be if they were like, hey, maybe people are still into it. You remember Crystal Clear Pepsi? Yes. SNL did a parody of it, Crystal Clear Gravy. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> image still sticks in my head. Uh, at Center Saint 1080 on Twitter, there is a poll up. Will, what is our poll question? Would you rather watch five minutes of one XFL game or an entire episode of Luke's pitched game show, Googler, 
where contestants compete to see who can Google answers faster. Still think that's a great game show. It's a great idea. <laughs> now, would people watch it? Yeah. Well, apparently no, because 76% of people say they would like to watch the XFL game. Yeah, but Just 23% say they would watch Googler. Hey, listen. If the XFL is a tenth as popular as the NFL, they're going to have people watching. So if I can get 23% of those viewers to tune into the Game Show Network to watch Googler, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think that plenty of prescription drugs will dive into, uh, you know, sell ads on that, on on that Googler? show. On Googler? Oh, yeah, it's daytime. It's daytime game show for sure. And there'll be plenty of uh, small claims court injury lawyers. There'll be, uh, you know, colostomy bags for sale during the Yeah, thing. see, I don't think so. No? Uh, I don't think anybody will watch it. You don't think people are going to watch Googler? Nah, I, I, <laughs> or the XFL? See, I think the people that will watch Googler will watch it, but I don't think you're going to get anybody onto your side. What? Yeah, I mean, like I, the game show... You got to have enough publicity behind it and enough testimonials, oh, like no, reliable no. or relatable people to no. say like, you got to watch this. It's crazy what they did this one episode. Like what's going to be so crazy on Googler that's going to make me want to tune in. Have you ever watched uh, lingo? No. It's a show that's uh, hosted by Chuck Woolery on the game show network. Okay. I have no idea what the rules are. Uh, I have no idea who the people are on the show. Don't really know what they're trying to do. I've watched that show like half a dozen times in my life. Okay. Well, what is it? It's all I need from Google. It's like a, it's like a crossword puzzle game or word find or something. I don't know. It's, so it's a bunch of people playing crossword? I can't remember, but I know I've watched well, it. What the hell? That's, this is not a good example. This is a perfect, I don't know what the game is. I know. The, the Googler is very identifiable. It's people Googling answers to questions. I understand. Yes. I understand. You're telling me there's some other game out there that... Yeah. There's like crosswords, totally, I guess. It's totally on, and it was on for a long time, and I watched it multiple times. That's okay. all I'm trying to get with Googler. I'm not trying to take over. Uh, you're not a P1 of this mysterious game show you're trying to describe, though. That's look, the thing. What I'm saying is I'm not trying to be who wants to be a millionaire. I'm not trying to be what's the one with the suitcases, deal or no deal. Wheel no, of Fortune. Those are... Wheel of Fortune's got its own little category. Those are your prime time game shows. Yeah. Googler's not trying to be that. I'm not even trying to be like the morning game shows. What's my line or uh, uh, Price is Right. No, I'm shooting for Game Show Network, mm-hmm. middle of the day. Middle of the day. Yeah, That's I right. still don't think anyone's going to watch it. I, you got you to gotta think of some more no, exciting no, it, stuff going on. Because what's going to go on between people Googling stuff? You're just going to have a shot of people going like this. Yeah, do you talk strategy, Will? Here's the thing. I just need to hold people's attention between the game show where you like pick which cat smells the worst, and then whatever the hell lingo is. Game show? I don't know, but there's an entire network dedicated to game shows. I need what I need is you to accidentally land on it, and then just not leave for a few minutes. That's all I'm shooting for with Googler. I've got high hopes. High hopes for this game show. Well, people want to see the XFL. No, people are willing. They're they love it. No, people are willing. They're to clamoring spend five for minutes. It. That's, That's all, all they you've want. proven. You've asked people, would you rather spend five minutes watching it or dedicate an entire twenty-four minutes, thirty minutes with commercial breaks to Googler? Yeah, yeah. That's not a good thing. 
I mean, all they have to do is watch five minutes of it and then get up and leave. I, I think that means that they do not want to engage with you and your fantastical game show. No, no. You're saying that they need to watch the entire episode. Read the question again. It's the way that you phrased it. You said, would you rather watch five minutes of the XFL? It's supposed to position the XFL as such a disastrous form of football that why the hell would you even watch five minutes I understand minutes that, but it. it's still football. I think that speaks very highly of Googler. See... I think it's always this argument with alternative football leagues. It's like, it's football. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to love football. I think one thing that a lot of these leagues don't understand is that what makes the big four so great, or I guess you could say the big three best, you know, yeah, yeah. NBA, MLB, NFL, really not the MLB, but <laughs> it's per no, really. I know, it's personalities. Like okay. I mean, it is, though. It's the mix of that. Sure. It's the idea that you have these narratives that get drawn with players and these relationships between teams against teams, players against players, that then draw you into this whole 24-hour media news cycle that you have to start talking about things because there are topics out there. Yeah, but there, it's all there are no topics in the XFL. and Not yet. Wait till something be. happens. No, there won't Wait be. till somebody wins on a three-point conversion. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, is Jamarcus Russell playing this league? <laughs> not yet. He is not? Okay. Not then yet. I have no Codeine questions. Nothing. Coding? Is he doing coding? Codeine. Coding? I didn't know he started doing coding. Um here, here's here's what I would say if everybody is so starved for football. Okay. How many people watch the Division II college football playoff? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's nobody. It's college football. But it, they get money exists. from their university. I understand. They well, get funded by a school. See, that's the thing you're not getting. Like, they have to get funded in a certain way. They're no. not going to be able to live... Unless they get money from a source. I understand that money's going to run out after the broadcast deal when they realize nobody's watching the games and nobody goes to them. I understand. But what I'm saying, though, is you've already got football leagues that people don't watch. There are, like, North Dakota State, everybody's going to watch them this year play against Oregon and be like, oh, those guys were pretty good. Yeah, they're the champion every year or one of the champions. There's plenty of football that exists out there that nobody watches. <laughs> Gosh. So now we're adding more. But I hope you don't take such an aggressive stance with XFL as you did the AAF. All you are adamant not, about the AAF. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, dude. All there, there were like three or four like solid episodes where why, we took an hour to talk about and why the AAF. Was, why was I in on the AAF? They're, I don't know. Gambling or yes, something? Their <laughs> goal, dude, their goal to make real-time gambling. Yeah, it failed. It failed miserably. It failed really hard. Well, the thing was, here's here's what I expected from the AAF. They had this idea that they were going to put sensors in all of the pads, helmets, know where the players are. They were going to have it where you could bet on the play that was going to happen next. And I was like, man, that's a pretty good idea. Here's what I didn't count on. That's the only plan they had for the league. They didn't bother about figuring out how to pay people. They didn't bother figuring out any of the rules. They didn't worry about how the, they were going to well, get to the end of the season. And you're also taking out a general public. Dude, yeah. the only people that's attracting are gambling degenerates. Well, no, but It's not going to attract women or kids. Yes, but that's kids not. Kids don't want to watch that crap. That. Uh, <laughs> God. The AAF 
was not going to sell the technology to the children and the parents and the people watching. They were going to sell. They were going to sell it to Las Vegas. They were going to sell it to the NFL. They were going to sell it to just a dirty league. It was disgusting. And I thought it would work. And I was wrong. Bunch of dudes smoking cigarettes. All right, sipping on cheap well drinks. Ooh, I could go for a nice cheap well drink right now. That sounds pretty damn good. Um, hey, let's get to good versus evil. Okay. It's next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Well, I honestly good. I mean, we're happy about it. Uh, I think we can get a lot better. There's a lot of things that we can we have to improve on, but it was good. I mean, a lot of guys contributed. A lot of, you know, obviously Covington, big-time players. So it's good stuff. That's the understudy for the Pringles guy, Mike D'Antoni. The NBA had a large trade this past week involving four teams and 12 players, but it would be easier just to break it down by focusing on the biggest player, Clint Capella. He was sent from Houston to Atlanta. He was the only big man the Rockets used in their games. Houston was able to beat the struggling Lakers Thursday night with their micro lineup. Are the now small Rockets better off without Capella? They were kind of running the lineup out there when he was on the roster uh, with injuries and just kind of rotating away from him. They seem to be winning games. I don't know if they're better off. I mean, you talk about a team that can't figure out how to get through whatever ceiling they've created for themselves. It's the Houston Rockets. But, hey, at least it'll be interesting to watch if James Harden wasn't on the team and they're actually watchable. Oh, and Russell Westbrook weren't on the team and they're actually watchable. Yeah, no. What do you think he brings to the team? Winning. Uh, he knows how to do that uh, on both sides of the ball. He's, he's super smart. There's nothing that he cannot do. And I think I get to learn from him. Everybody else gets to learn from him. Um, that, that winning level, that, that leader, it's, uh, it's going up in everybody's mind. That was a guy whose hair looks like it's being scared away from his head, Jimmy Butler. The Rockets may have had the largest trade of the week, but the most impactful one, at least in my opinion, it was orchestrated by the Heat. Andre Iguodala went from Memphis, where he refused to play at all, to Miami, where people are predicting he will make the Heat a championship contender. Miami also tried, but failed, to get Danilo Gallinari. Reports indicate that Jimmy Butler anticipated he was going to get both players. But does adding Iguodala alone put Miami in position to even challenge Milwaukee in the East? I don't think so. I mean, Milwaukee is a great defensive team led by a fantastic superstar uh, that was knocking on the door last year. And so, in my mind, experience does matter. They've got a lot of role players that kind of know where they sit on that team. And Iguodala... Yes, he was part of that Warriors team. And yes, at one point, he was part of the death lineup. He was never the key player in that. Guys, what do we need to do to win here? Iggy comes up and he goes, guys, what we need? Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and uh, Truman. Oh, let me just go ahead and vent now. You know, I picked the Sixers to get to the finals. I think they are the softest, mentally weakest team. It had a bunch of talent. They are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. Damn. They got a lot of talent, 
Browns. And they talk the talk, and that's it. That was a guy who's really good at hiding how fat he is on TV, Charles Barkley. The Philadelphia 76ers went to Miami this week and lost by 31 points. After the game, Ben Simmons, who I wish was a blazer, and uh, who we're told knows how to shoot, called the team, quote, soft. Not to be outdone, Joel Embiid then chimed in, criticizing the guard play on his team, which includes Simmons, because he's a guard. Yeah, yeah, got it. Billy is now 9-18 on the road and made no consequential moves, really, at the trade deadline. The guy, uh, Alec Burke. No. I'm going to just finish up here. How much <laughs> longer do you think this team can last before they either get rid of Simmons or fire head coach Brett Brown? Uh, they'll fire Brett Brown first. Um, you know, they they had all of those number one picks when, you know, the process was in full swing. And, well, they got rid of three of them already. So, uh, New Orleans Noel, Jaleel Oak for uh, Markel Fultz. So, getting rid of another one is probably not what the front office wants to do. But I just love seeing the process crumble to the ground. It's uh, working. Trust the process. Trust it's still going. Yes, I know. I know. And you know what? And when they win in like 2042, you'll you'll find me and you'll tell me. With like a new owner. Prop, new, yeah, exactly. New GM. And they'll, and they'll have gone through all of these swells. Uh, did you hear, though, that when uh, Charles Barkley calls him the softest, weakest team, no reaction, calls him the Cleveland Browns, and Shaq goes and goes, damn, Browns? <laughs> That's hey, man, an insult. Browns suck. That's an insult. All righty, Rue. This is my favorite story, and it came from Miami, Florida. Your headline, package labeled (laughs) bag full of drugs leads to Florida arrests. Two men charged with drug trafficking could have done a better job at hiding their wares than using a package labeled, quote, bag full of drugs. Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt, both 34, were oh gosh, 34, were pulled over in Santa Rosa County on Saturday after a trooper clocked them going 95 on Interstate 10 on the state's Panhandle. The trooper determined that Reinhardt or whatever his name is was the subject of an active felony warrant for violation of parole. Um, yeah, they uh, I guess the sheriffs arrived. K9 alerted the presence of contraband in the vehicle. Uh, 75 grams of meth. Weird meth in Florida? About one and a third key of GHB. Do you know what that is? No. I don't either. Uh, one gram of cocaine and a little over three and a half of fentanyl. Oh, plus 15 MDMA tabs. The, the photograph of the bag. You're probably hearing this and thinking that that is like a grocery bag where somebody ironically wrote in Sharpie, bag full of drugs this is like embroidered or screen printed or professionally made somebody went and had this bag made it's like a canvas bag and it looks like it was professionally made to carry drugs and says bag full of drugs yeah well you gotta keep things organized i mean think about it when you are all gacked up on meth and well, GHB. You don't what want is to, one of the biggest side effects? Organization. Yeah, it, that's very true. And you, you don't become want, very unorganized. And you don't want to grab your bag full of guns when you want to get your bag full of drugs. You might be bag, snorting something else. Bag full of porn. What else? What what other There's no bag full of porn. Porn's easily accessible. That's very true. Once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time there was bags full of porn. Yeah. What what other what other bag full of products could you get out there? I wonder maybe we'll see. Bag where, full of toes. 
I mean, if you got a bag full of drugs, you might be collecting toes. Bag full of teeth. Oh my gosh, that is frightening. That's probably one of the worst things you could find as an officer pulling someone over. Well, like you pull bag them over, full of teeth. bag full of human teeth. That would be jarring, dude. Are you kidding me? I would let that guy go. I'd be like, ah, nope, no thanks. Uh, no, I would not like to have my teeth pulled out and thrown into a community bag of human teeth. No, bag. I'm sure you've done some awful things, but uh, I do not want to be one of them. All right, that's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808. If you're looking for Big Island flavor, check them out at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock, 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, all right, let's get into hour two. It was the trade deadline. We haven't talked about uh, the uh, Super Bowl was last weekend. How'd your, uh, how'd your nacho? How'd your nachos go? Really good. Oh. Yeah. I was going to tease Delicious. It. Oh. Well, tell us more about that. Next hour, hour two, uh, Sinner and Saint, and we are on 1080 The Fame. It's good nachos. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.